Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of the Wasatch Weekly. My name is Joseph Hutchison, and it's Monday, March 13th. This weekend, RSL played against Austin FC at home for RSL's first home game of the season, third game of the season overall, and lost 2-1 to one, uh, in a rather dull and boring match, in my opinion. The first half was where all of the excitement was, really. We started off with a goal from John Gallagher of Austin in the ninth minute, followed up by a 22nd minute goal from Justin Glad, currently the highest scoring player on the team, and then a 33rd minute from goal from Owen Wolf to close out the scoring for the game. Just a little bit about each goal. The first goal from Gallagher started when he received a ball on the left side, uh, on RSL's left side of the field, his right. The right back then cut the ball in on the inside and shot a beautiful ball. Uh, from the top of the box right into the top corner. Uh, nothing McMath could do about that one, I think. But there was plenty that uh, our defense did wrong to let that be able to, be, to happen. Uh, Brian Oviedo, who started on the left side, got a little lost in his marking, let Gallagher get, get past him pretty easily. And then while Oviedo was trying to catch up, no one stepped to him to stop his shot. Credit to Gallagher, it was a beautiful shot. Uh, right in the top corner where the cobwebs grow. Uh, nothing the McMath could do about it, but a really disappointing goal to give up in the ninth minute from RSL. Hope was, was restored in the 22nd minute with Justin Glad's goal. Uh, we had a corner kick that was then recycled by Andrew Brody from the right side. Uh, he lofted a ball back post that Demir Krylock headed down to Justin Glad's feet, and Glad poked the ball into the goal. Uh, it did do a little slow roll across the line, so for a second there it was like, did it or did it not? But it went in for sure. Uh, Glad's second goal of the season, uh, second off of a recycled corner kick, and RSL is back in this one, tied 1-1 with the rest of the game to go. And then in the 33rd minute, uh, Austin decided that, hey, looks like RSL's weak against long-distance shots. Let's try again, and they scored. Owen Wolf received the ball a little bit past midfield, and the young 18-year-old homegrown player for Austin turned and dribbled down the field, basically uncontested until he got a few yards outside the 18-yard box and took a shot, beating McMath near post. A couple things went wrong on this one. First was Loffelson. Uh, he was supposed to be uh, tracking Wolf, but he left him alone and committed to a ball that he shouldn't have and got beat and couldn't recover. And then it looked like there was a little bit of miscommunication between Glad and Silva about who should step up to put pressure on him once he got closer to the goal. Glad was marking the center forward Zardes, and Silva was free. And Silva did not step to him fast enough to be able to do any, put any actual pressure on the shot. But then I also think a bit of this one is on McMath, because uh, he looked like he was very out of position. Uh, goalkeepers shouldn't get beaten near post is a general rule, but especially from that distance, it looked like he was really scrambling on that one. And that was the rest of the game. Austin did score one more goal that got called off, called for offside. Real Salt Lake also scored one goal that was called for offside, but the rest of the game was relatively dull, uh, in my opinion, with RSL not generating too much except for in a short period at the beginning of the second half. I felt like they really had their uh, the momentum in their favor. They were really doing some strong attacks down both sides and even a couple through the middle, um, but none of that resulted in a goal. And then Austin had a couple moments of 
good pressure uh, in the attack, but they weren't able to get anything going either. The only other moment of of note in that game for me uh, was in the 41st minute when Demir Krylock was shown a straight red card for a challenge on Austin midfielder Daniel Pereira. Krylock lost control of the ball and went into a tackle a, a little bit recklessly. Um, okay, a little bit was probably not the right wording to use. It was pretty reckless. Uh, his studs were exposed, and it looked really bad in real time. Not going to lie. I was sitting relatively close to where it happened, and it looked bad. Like one of those really bad two-footed studs into the ankle challenges that should get a red card every day of the week. Uh, the referee saw it that way, came over, gave Krylock a red card, but then the VAR on the night told the referee to go back and review it. The referee walked over to the monitor, which is now at the end of the field instead of the middle, like we're used to, and watched it. And upon viewing the replay, it was clear that Krylock didn't get that much contact on the player, um, especially with compared with what you would have thought he got initially from the challenge. And so the referee decided to change the call from a red card to a yellow card, and Krylock was able to play out the rest of the game. Uh, that was one of the uh, cases where, for me, usually in these sorts of situations, a challenge will of often look a lot worse on the replay than it actually was. Uh, and so sometimes I know that there's a common complaint that VAR only looks at the slowed down replays, which makes things look worse than they actually were. Uh, in this case, it was the opposite. The replay showed that Krylock didn't really get much of Pereira. And so the referee changed it to, to a yellow card, rightfully so in my opinion. Uh, and the opinions of most RSL fans out there on Twitter. And Krylock was able to play out the rest of the game, although obviously the result didn't end up going our way. A couple of observations from this game, from my end, was that we really like to stick to the wings. This is standard RSL at this point, I feel like, but it was very, very ineffective against Austin. Uh, there wasn't very much interplay between the outside backs and the wingers. When there was, it, it worked well. But especially on the right-hand side, it seemed like Brody was rather disconnected from whoever was playing on the wing on his side, which alternated between Jefferson Severino and Andres Gomez. There wasn't really much interplay like we would see, especially between Severino and Herrera last year. And then on the left side, Oviedo did a better job, but his crosses weren't very effective, and there just really was a struggle in generating things from the attack. But when we did generate things in the attack, it usually came from playing things into the middle and then back out and into the middle and back out uh, and involving Demir Krylock or Rubio Rubin who started today's game for his first start of the season and that would generally get things going better but we kept playing to the wings and it get, kept getting stuck out there and so then we recycle pass around the back try again up a wing try, maybe chucking a cross but it was never a good cross or at least good enough to create a good chance for me, the best performer of the match was Justin Glad. Uh, he had some very strong defensive moments, uh, and despite us giving up two goals, I don't really feel like either was was his fault. Uh, he also had the one RSL goal, but other than that, he has started off this season very well, I think, in that center back position despite uh, us giving up five goals in three games. In terms of other RSL news from this last week, uh, Pablo Ruiz and Brian Vera have uh, made it to Utah, or made it back to Utah in Pablo Ruiz's case. 
Ruiz was out in Argentina getting his green card, which means that he no longer takes up a spot on an international spot on the roster. Uh, he now counts as a domestic player. And Brian Vera came in from Colombia. He was our new Colombian left back uh, slash center back that we signed uh, toward the end of the off season. From what I have understood from the club, both of them should be available for selection against St. Louis in two weeks' time. Another important news in the RSL organization from this past week was that the Utah Royals are officially returning in 2024. That announcement was made on Saturday before the RSL game at 5 o'clock at the America First Pavilion with several important figures speaking, uh, including owner of Real Salt Lake, Ryan Smith, the new club president, and I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher her name, Michelle Heinick, who also announced that America First Credit Union will be the new jersey sponsor of the Utah Royals uh, in their return to the league. And as a part of this announcement, uh, NWSL Commissioner Jessica Berman was there and gave some words as well about how excited the NWSL is to return to Utah. Utah has been a very successful market for the NWSL in the past when the Royals were first here, including being the second highest attending team in the league, as well as helping to set a standard for training facilities in the league and helping increase the quality of treatment of women's soccer teams in the U.S. Uh, in terms of the facilities. Uh, it's well known at this point the struggles that the Royals had with the Deloitte Hansen management and a lot of the things that were brought to light with that. What happened to those players was awful and uh, the NWSL has been investigating uh, further incidents similar to what the Royals went through across the league in the past years and they have released reports on those and a lot of that has been tied back to what was found out about the Royals, what was going on here uh, through a lot of reporting from people like Lucas Muller from the Wasatch Soccer Sentinel uh, and others. And we're grateful for them for the reporting that they did to help bring these things to light uh, to make sure that these athletes are treated fairly and appropriately. I, for one, am extremely excited for the Royals to be back. I kind of got on the bandwagon late with the Royals back when they were first here. I didn't really start watching them until 2020 when at that point there weren't games to go to. I was really just able to watch them streaming after they returned from COVID and having their big old tournament that they had out at America First Field at the Academy. But I'm very excited for them to come back, for women's soccer to return to Utah and all that comes along with that. The wonderful opportunities for women and girls in this state to celebrate with each other and just for everybody to enjoy more soccer. More soccer is never a bad thing in my opinion. And I think that having the Royals back will be a very fun thing for everyone in the state. And I highly recommend that all of you who are listening, make sure you keep following uh, Wasatch Soccer Sentinel for more updates on the Royals as they as their team reforms and news comes out about the direction of the organization going forward. And of course, when the Royals start playing next year, I hope that everyone get, uh, takes the opportunity to go and support them as well as supporting RSL and the Monarchs. For this upcoming week, RSL does not have a game. Uh, we have an early season bye. 
Our next game is on March 25th at home against St. Louis City. You could say it's the battle of the SLCs. St. Louis has started off the season very well. They have won all three of their games so far, including today's matchup against Portland, which they won 2-1 at Portland, uh, as well as a 3-1 win against Charlotte at home and a 3-2 win at Austin. So definitely not a pushover expansion team like we have seen from some teams in the past, uh, including RSL back in the day, and they should definitely be treated as a formidable opponent. Uh, hopefully, Pablo Ruiz and Brian Vera will be ready and available for selection. Based on what we've seen in the past, my guess is that they probably won't start unless they really, really are ready to go then play a full 90 minutes. Uh, but I think that Pablo Ruiz especially has been someone that we've been missing to start off this season with the uh, dynamic passing that he brings in the attack that I think really made the style that we've been trying to play for the first couple of games work last season. That's it for me today. Uh, thank you everybody for listening to Wasatch Weekly. And I am Joseph Hutchison. Make sure you follow the Wasatch Soccer Sentinel on all, the, all of the social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, as well as keep listening to the podcasts here on the RSL Soapbox, soon to be completely turned over to the Wasatch Soccer Sentinel podcast feed. Enjoy your week, everyone.